few years where I definitely didn't have hope. Um, my junior year of high school, I actually left. I went online. I left school and I just did school online at home because I lost hope. I didn't think my acting was ever going to get better. I was so insecure and so anxious. Um, and so there was definitely moments where I had no hope at all. Like I never thought it was going to get better for me. Um, but then once you start to kind of take a step back and like be a little easier on yourself, you kind of do have to know and believe to your core that it does get better. Like it actually will get better. Whatever you're experiencing or going through, it's going to get better. It just takes time and it just takes small habits, small things every single day to kind of get you there. Welcome everyone to Life with Lisa podcast. Our mission at Life with Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome so that those who are listening in can get the strength, the courage, and the hope to be their better selves. And today we have a very beautiful guest who has a very inspiring journey. One day she just got fed up of feeling tired and just not feeling so good and decided to embark on this self-improvement journey. She started sharing it online and she has built a beautiful community of over 100,000 people across her social media platforms. And she is sharing the content that makes you feel nourished, not only in your body, but also in your soul and in your mind. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That was such a nice introduction. Thank you. I am so honored that you asked me to be here and I'm really excited. It's such an honor to have you here. And let's start from the beginning. Let's go back to the beginning of your journey. Why did you decide to start in, start being interested in wellness and also see where you can improve your health? And was it actually one day that you just decided, this is it, I'm changing? Or was it more of a gradual process? Um, so I kind of unofficially started my like health and wellness journey, um, last, or I guess now two years ago, cause we're in 2023. So in like May of 2021, um, I was at my lowest of lows. Unfortunately, I was really struggling mentally, physically, and I feel like, um, I think I had to hit my low in a way to kind of get that like self-motivation to work on myself. Um, but it took time and I didn't really start making changes until a few months later in August of 2021. And it really just started with kind of doing the simple daily habits to help me feel better. Um, I feel like I was coming from a place where I just kind of had to surrender. I thought that it couldn't get any worse than how I was feeling. I was super anxious. I was depressed. I was insecure, not taking care of my health. Um, a lot of people pleasing and just not living for myself. And so I really started to kind of um, take a step back, work on myself, be alone, do those small habits, kind of hold myself accountable in a way without putting too much pressure on myself. Um, but yeah, to just take it day by day. And I've kept it as sustainable as I could. Um, I think it's been really important to kind of look at health and wellness as more so a lifestyle than that kind of like end goal to meet. Um, only because that's putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And if you don't meet those expectations and like, you know, you might feel like you failed or something. And I don't like that feeling. 
Um, so yeah, just taking it day by day, but I feel good and I've come a long way. So it's been great to kind of open up and share that on social media to see how kind of people can relate and yeah, it's been great, but it's been hard. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's been very hard. Um, it's so interesting how sometimes, you know, we start following someone and we see their highlights or how much progress they've made. And we tend to forget where it all started and that it did start with quite a low moment. And maybe at times that low moment was actually needed because you need to have that extra push to stay consistent and to actually take action. So it's so interesting how it, it is very hard and the journey is very challenging, but at the same time, it is very rewarding if you manage to stay consistent and then see the other side. And what I love about you during that you, you're so vulnerable in sharing how that you did reach your low and you felt anxious, depressed, you were not happy about how you felt. And what were, what was the first step that you've taken? Because you did mention that you would recommend doing something small and you start taking action only a few months later. If someone listening right now says, oh my God, it's exactly how I'm feeling. What was one of the first steps that you've taken to actually start getting better? Um, I think I had to take a step back and look at what I was dealing with, like <laughs> why I had anxiety, why I was depressed, why I was having all of these like emotions. Um, and that took time. I feel like physically a habit that I did that really helped me was actually just going on a walk every day and listening to a podcast. Um, I feel like that was a great way for me to, not only get outside and move my body, but also kind of educate myself more in this like self-development, self-growth, like space. Um, podcasts have changed my life. Like, honestly, they've helped me so much. And like, even with that self-awareness aspect, but you definitely have to kind of figure out like where you're even starting to, to know where you need to go, I guess, and kind of like make those goals for yourself. But yeah, just wanted to say how crazy is that? that one day you hit your low moments, you start going on walks and listening to podcast episodes. And now you're being a guest on the podcast, sharing your journey and that's helping so, other people. That's it's come full circle. And I, I, that's so cool that you said that. I didn't even think about it that way. That's cool. I almost got the goosebumps because it's so crazy <laughs> how sometimes we start taking some small steps in a certain direction and then we don't even realize where it is taking us and i loved that you mentioned that you just started going on walks and it's such a simple way to start because i i can imagine if you start writing down your goals and it's so easy to become very unrealistic you can say you know i will work out six times a week i will eat only uh, i will not eat any processed food i'll drink two liters of water i will spend one hour working on a new skill and you put so much pressure on yourself because you try to go from zero to 100 that then it's so much harder to actually stay consistent because you just feel like it's too much at one point and it is because you still have not built those habits and it can feel very overwhelming and then it's so easy to get discouraged when you then break the promise that you may make for your, to yourself yeah, and uh, i was as curious to hear sorry i was just gonna say i totally relate to that because before starting like my health journey 
um, I would give myself those like expectations and all that pressure to like hit a certain goal or even like weight or something. It's all physical appearance. Um, and when I didn't meet that, I would just be so mad at myself and feel like I failed. And then I'd go back into like this really negative cycle of just like working really hard, overwhelming myself and then falling back into like the same unhealthy patterns. And so that's why I feel like now with my health journey, I've kept it so simple that it's almost like nothing, but it still makes me feel really good. And I think that focusing on feeling good rather than looking a certain way has really helped like shift my mindset to be more um, positive and self-loving. So that's really helped. But I'm glad you said that because that's so true. I love it that you said that you started focusing on things that made you feel good and not just a certain appearance because it, it is truly related to feeling and being nourished in your body, in your soul and in your mind, because you cannot, if you just, if you don't give the needed nourishment to your soul, for example, doing some things for your soul, like hanging out with your friends or doing something not necessarily productive, but just something that you, your soul really, really craves and you just don't do that, you still, you, you will be in such a sense of lack and it's so easy to go to some kind of negative spiral. Whereas when you actually start asking yourself, is it, is it making me feel good overall in, in whole, <laughs> not only for my productivity or my physical appearance, etc. I think it's such a better holistic approach. And I love that this is all, everything that your page is about is about being fully nourished. Um, yeah. How, how, how would you describe it yourself? Did I put it, uh, did I describe it correctly or what does the nourishment for body, soul and mind look like for you? Yeah, no, totally. Um, I love the nourished like that word, because like you said, it totally encompasses like more than just like in your nutrition or, you know, whatever it's mind, body and soul. I think that those are all super important things and aspects of our health that we need to focus on. It's not just one or the other, it's all of it. Um, but yeah, I love that. I feel like nourishment, like me just nourishing myself has just helped me feel so good, like unbelievably good compared to when I was just focusing on like certain foods I was eating or focusing on just like exercises, kind of looking at it bigger picture and looking at myself as a whole and how I feel like that has just been amazing. So I do love that you see that on my page and like just nourishing overall. I think that's something that I kind of want to help not teach people, but inspire to kind of like have that mindset, I guess, when it comes to health and wellness. I think it's a beautiful mindset. And you did mention just a, a moment ago that the routines or the habits that you've now put together, they look so easy that almost it feels like nothing because it's just a part of your day-to-day -day life. What are some of the, because I, I then I, my, the question that I had in my mind was like, what, what are they? Because you mentioned walking and listening to a podcast. What are some of the other ones that are so easy for you? You mentioned to implement and they're not too high pressure, but at the same time, so useful and make a huge difference. Yeah, um, so walking and podcasts, definitely the main ones, I would say. Um, just getting in movement in general, that can look like anything. Sometimes it's yoga or stretching, whatever. Um, I feel like journaling has been great for me on my journey. It's been a space for me to kind of like let go of a bunch of thoughts, negative, positive. It's allowed me to dream big and write affirmations down, all of that. Um, I also like saying affirmations physically, so 
I'll like look in the mirror or I'll just kind of stand there and say a bunch of affirmations to myself. And that kind of does sometimes more good than just journaling it down. Um, I love eating whole foods. <laughs> like that's to me, that's more seamless to me now because I've grown to love like vegetables and fruits. Whereas before I was eating a lot of like processed foods and that's kind of like what I went towards. Um, so whole foods, definitely prioritizing my peace. So spending a lot of time alone, I feel like that's a really important, um, quality to kind of learn, to kind of be able to hang out with yourself and enjoy it, not having to rely on other people for happiness or self-love, whatever it is. Um, but really be able to like hang out with yourself. I think that my habits are so minimal, but also they're so intentional. And I think that even though these journeys are so individual for all of us, I think that really just finding those small habits that work well for you um, are just going to be so much more intentional and be able to help you so much more than having to do a ton of different things and have a list of things to do to check off throughout the day that you've done. Um, I think it just goes back to really just the basics. I love that. And honestly, you mentioned so many of the fundamentals that also have worked for me so well and one of them which is absolutely crazy switching trying to remove as many as possible of the processed foods and including more and more of the whole foods honestly i didn't know i can feel that good and also that it will sound weird but mentally stable because yeah. basically I, i i react so badly to sugar i i have such a bad reaction to sugar that I become very moody and I can feel like very angry or very upset or crying. And just in terms of emo emotions, they just fluctuate so much after I've eaten a certain dessert. And it doesn't necessarily happen right after I've eaten the dessert, but it, sometimes it could be the next day. And um, the moment I made this correlation that the, what I eat has such an impact on how I feel And then I started to try to eat more and more whole foods. I just started feeling so much better and so much more confident, less anxious, less emotional and stable. And I was just shocked that it was just about the food because sometimes you might think something is wrong or something is wrong with you, but actually it was just something that you've eaten that made you feel in a certain way because we're just chemical machines. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy how much food impacts us. Um, I'm in college right now for nutrition science and it's been really amazing to kind of learn how foods actually mess with us mentally and those additives that are put in the processed foods and stuff, unfortunately, like they do take a toll on our mood and all of it. Um, I totally relate with you about the sugar. I feel like my body does not do well with processed sugar. I break out physically all over my face. I'll have tons of bad breakouts, but then I'm also super moody, low energy. I feel like I get a lot of energy and then I crash. I'm like not really in a good space. Um, so yeah, I feel like going to the basics with even just like what you're putting in your body, whole foods, vegetables, grains, like fruits, whatever, um, that honestly kind of almost instantly makes you feel better, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I really wish more people started becoming more aware about the foods and the impact that they have 
on them. And I do, I do understand that all of us, we're so different, you know, some things that work for you will not work for me. And the best way is just to become a bit more self-aware. At least that's what helped me. I started noting down or journaling in the foods that I've eaten and how I was feeling just to understand myself and what works and what doesn't work. And it has been such a rewarding journey because now it doesn't feel like restricting when I don't eat certain foods that don't make me feel good. It's more of like a conscious choice because I want to feel good. And I'm so addicted to feeling so energetic and happy and uh, that I don't want to eat something that will make me feel like I have the crash and then I'm moody and it doesn't feel like restricting anymore because I know so many people are saying, but I don't want to restrict. I want to eat whatever I want. And I do welcome that approach, but at the same time, I want to feel my best and that's my priority. So that's why it was so interesting how it didn't feel anymore that I'm doing something bad for myself when I'm restricting. It just feels so good because I feel like I'm doing something that's actually truly good for my body. And then my body will reward me in feeling good. I totally agree with that. I feel like there is that kind of balance of like eating foods that make you feel good physically, but then also kind of like not restricting yourself when you do have those like cravings for something sweet or something. But even then, like when I have cravings for different foods, like maybe they're more processed or salty, sugary, whatever, I still like the food choices that I'm making, they're still more whole foods based. They're not like, it's just interesting to see the evolution of how like we change with like our food preferences and stuff, but it is so true. Once you start to feel good from the foods you eat, you're just so addicted to that feeling that it's just not even a chore to like eat healthy. It's just, you want to, because you want to feel your best. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I can so, so relate to that. And it just getting that good baseline of how you can feel. And this is how you normally should feel, you know, you're just like feeling good. Whereas I find it when you eat a lot of processed foods and I was eating a lot of very processed vegan kind of alternative, you know, like vegan meat patties and stuff like that. And they have, they taste delicious, but they have so many preservatives or colorants and things in them that once I started reading the the ingredients behind it, I was like, oh my God, what am I even eating? I don't even understand half of these ingredients. And I felt, I, I was, I didn't have a good baseline because, you know, I was feeling more tired, less energetic, etc. But then when I started switching more to the whole foods, I just got such a better baseline of how I normally feel. Then whenever I eat something that makes me feel different, I also feel that. Whereas I feel like when you feel bad all the time, you may not even notice it. You know, when you eat something, it makes you feel slightly worse because you just don't have a good baseline. So I feel like also having this good baseline helped me so much to understand what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Yeah. And in terms of, um, because you share also so openly about your skin breakouts and any, uh, and also any tips and things that work for you, how has that journey been for you? And how do you, uh, did you manage, uh, did you notice the impact of foods that you eat on your skin? And what are some of the foods that actually heal and help the skin? So if anyone is having some issues around that area, um, maybe that could yeah. help. For sure. Um, I, my acne was all hormonal based. So, um, I deal with a hormonal imbalance. I have PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome. And so basically my hormone levels were imbalanced starting from like, I don't know, 15, 16. So I've dealt with really bad cystic acne for so many years now. Um, and I was on birth control for a while, which was able to kind of mask that imbalance that I was having because I was getting 
the synthetic hormones to kind of balance it out. Um, but then when I went off of the pill last year, I really was trying to heal the root cause of my hormonal imbalance. And so I was kind of switching up my diet and foods I was eating. Um, I feel like acne is so individual, obviously, but I feel like there are some trigger foods that can kind of inflame our skin. Um, sugar being one of them for sure, inflammatory oils. I feel like my skin is at its best when I'm eating enough protein. Um, I am more plant-based, so a lot of my protein comes from plant sources like tofu and beans, whatever. Um, I also eat a lot of healthy fats. I love, um, you know, walnuts, avocado, things like that. I feel like just focusing more whole foods is going to do a lot for your skin compared to feeding your body with, like we've been talking about, the processed sugar, the oils, the unhealthy saturated fats. Um, but it's really just trial and error. I feel like acne is so frustrating, but it is something that I really like to open up about on my page because I my skin's pretty good right now, which I'm grateful for, but I just know <laughs> how taxing acne can be on your self-esteem, like all of it. So I really do try to open up and kind of show that side because I wish I had that a few years ago because that would have helped me a lot. Um, but yeah, I think that acne, the great thing about acne is a lot of it is just from what you eat. I mean, if it's hormonal based, a lot of that can be healed from what you eat. So it all goes back to what you're putting in your body and how you're treating yourself too. I think stress contributes to acne, at least for me it has. So I've had to work on that a lot, but yeah. And did you... So when you mentioned that you, first of all, I'm so proud of you for going over, uh, stopping uh, taking the pill and then trying to tackle the root cause, because I think that takes a lot of courage to do that. And it's one of those things that you'll be grateful for that in the long run, but it's very hard in the short run to actually face all of the challenges of coming off the pill and then dealing with all the things that come with that and really try to tackle the root cause. Have you figured out what was the root cause? Was it the foods or was it uh, anything else? Yeah, it was my hormonal imbalance. So um, I had a lot of, um, my stress was really high in my body, which wasn't helping with my hormones. And then I also deal with high levels of testosterone. Um, so that wasn't helping because that contributes to cystic acne. Um, but yeah, thank you for saying that because coming off of the pill is really scary, especially when you deal with symptoms like acne or whatever. Um, trying to heal the root cause takes a lot of time, so you really have to learn how to be patient with yourself and your body. Um, but it was really, it was scary. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm still dealing with it and I'm still trying to like learn how to take care of my body coming off of birth control, even though it's been almost a year now. Um, but I feel great. I mean, I can't explain to you just my mental health has improved so much coming off of the pill. I didn't even realize like how much that was impacting me. Um, so it has been really re rewarding, but also very scary. You know, some, it's just absolutely crazy how when I talk with my girlfriends and then we have, everyone has a different journey. Some people, for example, I come from Ukraine and going on a pill is not really a thing in Ukraine. So you don't, it's not like you turn 14 and then you just go on a pill. It's a normal process. So 
my first encounter was when I came to the Netherlands from my studies and then lots of my friends, of my girlfriends, they were on the pill and I was, I was even shocked and I was asking, what is it? What is it for? Why are you taking it? And for them, it was just a normal thing. Your mom takes you to the doctor when you're a certain age and they just put you, choose a pill for you. And then I started just seeing more and more signs behind it. And what was quite scary for me is that now they start seeing all of these side effects of birth control that when you are assigned it as a teenage girl, you, you're not even, you, you, you don't even know that there are any side effects. You kind of trust the doctors and you just trust that that's something that everyone does and that's why you just do it. But so many of the girls that I talked to, they either had some mood issues, like mood swings that started happening after they... Uh, went on a pill some people gained a lot of weight because their hormones became imbalanced and for some people it was actually completely fine they said that they actually felt better and they didn't have any issues but then it, it, it is quite interesting because you don't even realize that there's so many things that could come with it and i really love that you also raise an awareness about this topic and i was wondering if you could go back to your younger self and say a few words about you know going a pill or just in general a few words of advice what would you say to your younger self oh my god so many things um i think just that I am going to be able to do it and I'm going to get through it, whether it's my acne or my anxiety or whatever I'm experiencing with like friend issues. I think just knowing that I can do it and I can take myself to where I want to be. Um, I think really just, I need to learn how to love myself and then everything will work out. <laughs> um, I think just being patient with yourself too. Um, obviously we're all going to go through really hard things and obstacles, but, at the end of the day, all you have is yourself. And so that's who you really need to focus on. But I mean, I wish I could tell my past self that it just does get better, especially with my acne, because there were years when I just had no hope. How did you deal with that? How, how did you deal with not seeing the results or not seeing the significant improvements and still having hope and still taking that action? Um, there were a few years where I definitely didn't have hope. Um, my junior year of high school, I actually left. I went online. I left school and I just did school online at home because I lost hope. I didn't think my acne was ever going to get better. I was so insecure and so anxious. Um, and so there was definitely moments where I had no hope at all. Like I never thought it was going to get better for me. Um, but then once you start to kind of take a step back and like be a little easier on yourself, you kind of do have to know and believe to your core that it does get better. Like it actually will get better. Whatever you're experiencing or going through, it's going to get better. It just takes time and it just takes small habits, small things every single day to kind of get you there. But it, it, it was not just like, oh yeah, I have terrible skin and it's going to be fine. No, like there were years when I just didn't like myself and it was super challenging. Um, but now that I've kind of come out the other side, I'm able to kind of look back and have more, I guess, compassion for myself and compassion for that time. But, you know, something that I just wanted to mention is what I feel about you and about your energy is it's incredible how vulnerable and honest you are. 
that's absolutely incredible because I feel like you don't try to sugarcoat it or say things as they're not. You're really saying and you're really saying the truth and how it was. And you're saying also all the things that are not necessarily the best looking things, you know, you're opening up about having had all of these negative emotions, not having hope. And I think that's why, that's exactly the reason why you help so many people. Because sometimes when you try to just not mention those parts of yourself, then other people cannot relate to you and you're actually not helping anyone. But when you're so vulnerable and you open up and you say the things how they are, you're actually changing people's lives. And I'm sure acne is such a, such a big issue because I, I was quite lucky with my skin in terms of not having bad acne, but sometimes you have breakouts and then you try to find out what is, what is the root cause. And it can drive you absolutely mad because you start thinking, is it something they've eaten? And then you start going through the list of the foods. You start thinking, is it stress or is it some uh, product that I'm using or is it some chemical in my detergent? And then you go absolutely insane when you cannot just narrow it down. And then it's so impacts your confidence and how you feel about yourself so it takes so much bravery to talk openly about acne also show it how you're showing it on your social media page and that's why i'm so so proud of you thank you you don't know how much that means to me you're gonna make me emotional i feel like i just know what it's like to be on the other end and when you're seeing everybody's highlight reels on social media and everything looks perfect and everybody's skin looks beautiful and their lives are great and it makes you feel so bad and it's not fun to be on the other end just seeing everybody kind of like thrive when they're not thriving because it's a highlight reel and you're just seeing the very curated things um and yeah like it's hard to open up on social media like i go through times where i'm like why am i posting that picture of my acne like really like why am i doing that but at the same time it's like I don't see many, many people, if any, doing it. At least the, the content that I am consuming, it's just I don't see enough of it. And I know that I need to kind of have that initiative because I do, it's scary to me, but I also feel like it's so needed. And so um, I just want to kind of break that level of just perfectionism on social media because it's not real and we're all struggling and i kind of just want to have that space to just be like yeah i feel like crap about myself yeah i don't like myself or yeah i'm going through a hard time or yeah i have acne whatever it is i feel like that's just really important to have that transparency so thank you for acknowledging that because that actually doesn't mean a lot to me um it's kind of hard i get in my head sometimes about social media and just like am i doing the right stuff am i helping people is this having a purpose so thank you for acknowledging that but yeah about like the everything like just that can trigger your skin it's so frustrating because you might be putting on the wrong products or you might be eating the wrong foods and you don't know and so i know how that feels and that frustration but that's when you just have to go back to square one and go back to the basics keep it super simple and i mean just keep going day by day i guess but be so easy on yourself with anything yeah oh and i can definitely relate to the self-doubt especially whenever you post something that's a bit more vulnerable on social media and then and then you start asking yourself why am i doing this <laughs> and then you almost want to delete that but that's when you know that you should not be deleting that post you should keep it there <laughs> because it will help someone out there 
And right. one of the other topics, one of the other topics that you also so vulnerably share and you're so honest about it, it's also that you did struggle and still do struggle a bit with anxiety and that it was way worse. And that if I'm not mistaken, you even had um, an incident once you, when you were admitted, you went to the hospital because you didn't, it was that bad. So how is it going at this moment? What would be some of your tips for anyone struggling with anxiety and how is it going for you at this moment? Yeah, um, so I went to the hospital for my anxiety. It actually was because I was supposed to have an operation, but because my anxiety was so bad, my body was rejecting all of the anesthesia narcotics. And so I put myself in SVT, which is when your heart, um, your heartbeat gets way too high. And so I had to go to the hospital so they could slow it down. But that was kind of like my moment. That was in August of 2021. That was kind of a very pivotal moment for me knowing like, okay, my anxiety is really bad and like I'm not taking care of it and I'm not addressing it. Um, anxiety for me, a lot of it was just through, it was fear-based and it was really just um, from my own insecurities about myself. And so I feel like while you don't want to distract yourself from anxiety. I think taking care of yourself really does help relieve a lot of anxiety. Um, it kind of gives you that confidence. But at the same time, I think it's super important to sit with yourself and sit with those emotions and address them and work through them in order to heal from them. I don't think that, at least personally, I don't know if there's a way to kind of get rid of anxiety completely. I don't know how to do that, but I know that there are tools and resources to help kind of work through them and cope through them and not let them take over your entire life. But yeah, I've definitely gone through years when my anxiety was really bad. Um, it's getting a lot better now, but again, I think that's because I've just found new confidence in myself because I've been taking care of myself and I have been doing the inner and healing work. Um, but I think a huge part of my working through my anxiety was journaling. That was kind of a safe space for me to be able to write out what I was feeling, good, bad, whatever. And just kind of, I don't know, understand myself more, I guess. But anxiety is challenging. Like there's not really one way to go about it, I don't think. It's just being really easy and patient on yourself, but it's super scary. I mean, especially having like anxiety attacks and stuff, like it's terrifying. Um, so I think that you just have to take it one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah. You know? Have you ever tried to hold the exposure? Say that again. Have you ever tried cold exposure? No. So it's basically when you, you, so I've got introduced to it by Wim Hof and uh, he is uh, the Dutch Iceman. So basically he's, his journey is fascinating because he mentioned that he had a wife and um, it was like 40 years ago, let's say, and they got, they fell in love, they got married, they had four kids together, and then her mental health started getting worse and worse and worse, and he just didn't know how to help her. And then and at one point, it got so bad that she just kissed uh, the kids goodnight and jumped out of the window and killed herself. And for him, it was just such a big tragic loss. And it was so hard on him because he didn't know how to help her. And to see the person that you love getting worse and worse without having any tools. And they tried, you know, the typical pills and medication, nothing was working. 
and then he just had this instinct to go into the cold water so it was a very cold morning in Amsterdam and he decided to go take a swim in the one of the lakes in the park and then he went in and then he came out and he felt so energized and so alive and now 40 years later he basically developed the Wim Hof method and it's very interesting because it's breathing techniques and cold exposure and being very intentional and actually they now he has proven with science as well because he did also in, uh, cooperate with different universities and he has proven that for example when you go into the cold water like you can it could either be a cold shower shower or it could be also an ice bath or like literally swim and shower where it's cold that you you're you start releasing different chemicals in your body and you start also releasing adrenaline and all of those happiness hormones that literally after you come out of uh, from the cold water you feel alive and it's something fascinating because many depressed people they try to feel better but they cannot actually feel that way because they those chemicals are not being released unless and that's and that's such something as extreme as cold exposure actually helps them a lot and that's why now he said that it's so fascinating that now he would have been able to actually help his wife and it was interesting the journey that he went on so i started doing cold exposure and honestly it's great i go swim in the canals in winter in amsterdam and you feel when you get out you just feel alive you feel so happy you want to laugh and it really feels like something has changed on your chemical level and um, yeah so definitely i would recommend for anyone who's listening just check it out wim hof method see see if it works for you just try it out a cold shower maybe you know and just see how it goes but for me it has made the biggest difference it really changes you on a chemical level and it does work that's insane i've seen the cold plunges have been really popular like going in the ice baths and stuff so i need to do that i live in um a town it's very cold right now for the winter but we have a lake, so I should go jump in the lake and see, because I want to feel how you just described that felt. That seems amazing. I would definitely say just before you do it, try a cold shower so that you start preparing yourself, you know, how it will feel so that it's not too much of it, like dr not like not a dr as drastic because basically, um, I, because basically what happened, I've been taking cold showers and then I decided to try just a cold bath. And then you do feel like, uh, it's very interesting because the moment you get in, your breath is taken away. You start gasping for air and everything in your body is screaming, get out, get out, get out. You're not supposed to be here. And then you almost start hearing this voice in your head. And I've talked to many people who did the cold exposure and that voice says something different for every person. For me, the voice said like, stay here. I'm here with you. I don't know what why that voice came but it was so interesting because it was so calming in that moment and I just stayed longer and then it's the hardest are the first 30 seconds to like 45 seconds and then actually you get over the hill and you feel completely fine you feel like you can stay here forever and that's when you know that you can get out so usually they say it's like two to three minutes but actually it's the first uh, uh, 30 seconds are the most difficult ones because your body tries to adjust and it, you're gasping for air and you need to calm yourself down calm down your breathing and say just stay and you'll hear that voice it will be there for you it will say something for you but i would definitely recommend just to start with cold shower and then going into the lake and i'm so curious if you do go 
if you do go, let me know. Um, I'm really yeah. curious to hear what would be. That's so exciting. And before I ask my last question, where can people connect with you, reach out to you, see your, you going and jumping in that cold lake? <laughs> um, well, I'm on Instagram and TikTok, um, both nourished girl with two D's. Um, but yeah, please feel free to DM me or anything about our conversation today. Um, I feel like I love connecting with people and it's been really fulfilling for me to know kind of other people's stories and what they're going through. But yeah, I'm under Nourish Girl for both of those platforms. So. And my last question would be, and it's quite a hard one. So uh -huh. let's imagine you're 18 years old. You're looking back at, on your life and you think to yourself, I wish I've done that. So now we go back to this very present moment and there is something in your life that you already know that you really have to do, but you haven't done it yet. What would that something be for you? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Um, I feel like either traveling the world to just keep it super fun and light, but then also just for my own kind of purpose, um, I would love to public speak about like self-development, self-growth or acne or whatever, but that would be a huge, huge goal um, for me, for sure. I will definitely attend an event where you'll be public speaking about self-improvement and acne. And I'm sure it will be a beautiful speech because as I did mention, you truly speak from the heart you say the truth and you come with such a strong intention to actually help people. And that's why I'm sure that you'll get many more opportunities to actually serve and whether it is public speaking or even your community growing into a bigger and bigger community or whatever other opportunities will come your way. And I thank well, you, you so much for coming onto the show. Because this podcast is amazing. It's an amazing space of what you're creating. So anything you do, I'm supporting you fully. I feel like you have done such a good job of empowering people. So kudos to you too. <laughs> oh, thank you so much.